Hi everyone and welcome to Colour Fit Chat. Last week I took a bit of stick for my flowery t-shirt so I thought I'd tone it down a bit this week. And speaking of flamboyant, this week I'm delighted to welcome performance coach Ross Burberry to the show. I've known Ross for about 20 years now and I both love and hate this dude. I love him because he's a top drawer human being and he's awesome at his job. I first met him when I worked with his dad at Sheffield Wednesday many moons ago and he started volunteering with the academy and he used to come into the gym and lift weights that made my eyes bleed. At the time he also worked at a local nightclub where his job was just to basically take his top off and let's just say the women were rather fond of him. But jealousy is not the reason I hate him. That is because he's wrote me into doing 10K a day, every day in November for prostate cancer, and hence the reason I'm currently broken. It's a great initiative though, and Ross and the team at Rotherham are in their third year, and this year they've opened it up to the football community. So there's loads of us out there slogging through the bad weather and raising lots of cash for an important cause. I'll put a link, should you be kind enough to donate, in the show, Ross talks about the importance of caring for our athletes. Now, I'm a quantitative kind of guy, so I usually want to know about intensity, reps, durations. And I didn't initially buy into some of the aspects I've heard Ross talk about. But the more I listened and the more experience I've gained, the more I realised how key it is to long-term excellence. And the proof is in the pudding at Rotherham. They are such a tight-knit group and it's helped them achieve well beyond their means and bounce back quickly from setbacks. It's short but sweet, but I recommend you listen and then listen again because it's class advice. Enjoy the show. Every team operates with high standards. Um, the, the high standards can vary across teams and be an amalgamation of subjective, objective criteria. Um, and, you know, every everybody accepts nothing less than a full commitment on a daily basis. It's a prerequisite. But I think there's a fine margin between being very good and being brilliant. And brilliance comes at a cost. I think the quest for brilliance uh, removes the human element. Um, we hear stories of trophies being won one day, but then they're being put in the top drawer and we're training the next day. We see athletes break down um, because of the relentless demands uh, imposed on them. And unfortunately, I've, I've witnessed this throughout my career uh, firsthand on, on several occasions. And there's definitely enough in the media uh, with documentaries out there showcasing the effect of what brilliance has on people's mental health. And in my experience, the, the TV shows that we do watch showcasing that are painting quite an accurate picture. As people within the organisation, we must recognise this and ensure we do something about it. Uh, we can't drop our standards because being very good isn't going to get you medals. But if we are to be brilliant, then it's crucial that we offer care, support, nurture, time, empathy and understanding to everyone involved. Otherwise, brilliance will soon turn into burnout or even worse, it'll never happen. And I think if we're going to give a push in the back, it has to be followed by an arm around the shoulder. When we communicate, it's um, very important to realise whether we should be considerate or correct. 
Um, so when we're situated in a conversation that requires a decision to be made, which is pretty much all the time within professional sport, we have, we have this uh, choice of being considerate or correct. So how you converse with an individual will uh, leverage the outcome. Um, so it's imperative that we, we, we kind of get it right uh, or try to get it right the most of the time. How many times have you had a chat with someone um, and then walked away thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't have said that, or should I be reading between the lines of, of what they've just said to me? Um, the outcome is, is completely dependent on, on being considerate or correct. I think a really simple example of this would be is how a teacher uh, assesses a student's work. Is it a simple, nope, you got that wrong, uh, fail and, and dismiss? Um, which is just being matter of fact, or is it a conversation to the student with you showing some consideration that he, she may be dyslexic or maybe having issues at home and, and maybe getting down to the underlying problem as to why the answers aren't being the way that they should be. So I think both these aspects, um, being considerate or correct are completely circumstantial um, on the person you're talking to, the situation you're in, uh, and almost the desired outcome that you're, you're aiming to achieve. Um, we understand that we work in a fast-paced environment where performances and results are, are, are the business. So we can't be considerate all the time, uh, but we can have the emotional intelligence to, to understand or anticipate the outcome of your approach. So in the job that I do at the minute, we are uh, a small department with uh, a handful of people operating and communication is a, a real important part of how we operate. Um, but I think we have to understand that words are just words. Uh, it's the meaning behind them that, that gives them the, the context. Um, it's how we say them. We, we can be offensive or we can even be kind when, when using the same words. I've uh, been reminded many a time uh, by my wife normally uh, that it's, it's not what you said, it's the way that you said it. And I think we've all been part of that before. And that's what usually causes the problem. So when communicating with people, uh, we've got to remember that emotional intelligence plays a, a huge part in the success and uh, impact that you have on the other person in the conversation. There's the good old saying of that you can never over communicate and that's what I use quite a lot, but we've got to remember that communication is a, is a connection. Um, it's an understanding between people. Otherwise it's just a lots of talking uh, and lots of noise. Um, so if we're to establish an understanding with every communication we have, we, we have to recognize the uh, importance of emotion and the intelligence that surrounds that. So working in professional football, it's extremely demanding for players and staff, as we all know, um, especially when you're getting into certain parts of the season that become really congested and really kind of emotive. And I think the, the, the fact remains that humans do sometimes reach that a concrete limit um, it's immutable um, no matter who's kind of trapped under the wheels you, you can't lift the car um, so 
this is why it's extremely important to have people within your team who are literally there to, to shovel the coal on a, on a daily basis to raise standards, uh, create cheerfulness, uh, put smiles on people's faces and essentially make hard work feel easy. Um, their role can just purely be there in a, a supportive capacity to, to fuel the team. Um, and kind of how, how powerful is, is that? Um, everyone knows who these people are, um, whether it's within a work environment or, or in your lives. And you, you've got to keep these people uh, close to you. Um, for me personally, I, I kind of assign myself that job um, to be that man on a, on a daily basis. Um, and I ask my staff to operate that way as well, um, to demand more from everyone and, and kind of have fun doing it. I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea uh, and it's not in their nature uh, to have these traits, but we're all a product of the same environment and uh, nurture is, is, a, is a real powerful commodity. Thanks to Ross there for some brilliant considerations. Excellence creates all kinds of loads, physical, mental, social, which can come at a cost in all these areas and create a number of problems. Many just see our job simply just to impose these loads, but it stands to reason that we should also provide measures that care for our athletes' well-being. A push in the back and then an arm round the shoulder is an acronym I'm definitely pinching. However, I would always state that you need a big push to achieve excellence. But this can be done in a motivational manner still, using strategies like competition, fun, forfeits, music, etc. As coaches, we want to know why we see certain results and behaviours, and often there are mitigating factors to rationale that good communication and relationship building will reveal. Why are they not trying hard? Why are they fatigued? Sometimes it's reasons below the surface. It's hard to over-communicate, so put yourself out there to talk. In the canteen, travelling, before and after training. Learn about your athletes' interests, their families, and the more you do this, the more you will develop emotional intelligence. So a massive thanks again to Ross. The full show will be on the Colourfit YouTube and podcast, and hopefully I'll catch you next week.